so before before we even do our Asian things draft, I got to tell you guys this hilarious thing that happened in Canadian sports media last week. Mm. So this white reporter, I think she might be retired or she doesn't work anymore. Her name's Sherry, and she wrote this whole Medium article about how she found out growing up that, you know, her family was racist. And then she married a black man who also works in Canadian sports media and how she got death threats for marrying a black man. Um, and, and then this whole article, like all the older white sports media people here in Canada just started sharing it, talking about how brave she was and how courageous she was. Um, but then she used the N-word in the story. Like, oh, you know, what? Yeah. She, hold on, man. The story gets better. Um, so she used the N-word like uh, to explain like what her dad used to say about a neighbor of theirs and, and then my friend Kayla who's like one of the few black women in sports media here uh, obviously took offense to that and so this whole thing uh, broke out like online and then on Friday uh, this random white dude he's like a keynote speaker here in Toronto he's one of those who has a like in his Twitter profile he's like uh, you know uh, dad passionate to good people like you know those type of profiles yeah um he wrote this 11 tweet thread demanding that kayla apologize to uh the sherry person and he even took a screenshot of a maya angelo quote and hit kayla with it oh, and it was like you have to apologize oh uh, when you get yeah. when you hit someone with a quote that's it yeah. Yo, oh my I screen- gosh. I screenshotted that tweet because it was so fire. I might put it on a hoodie, man. <laughs> uh... Yo, I think I saw you talking about this on Twitter, but it was too deep for me to follow. Like, what the heck was? Yeah, even that's going what I want to explain to you guys. Because, like, I've had a lot of uh, just writers in the U.S. hit me up to and be like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, literally, uh, a white person is arguing with a black person about the usage of the, the n-word the right and, and to use the, the, the right to use and then and then sherry which honestly like i don't I, I i didn't care like you know you can share your truth if you want and write your articles and stuff but it really upset me then you know after all this stuff happened on friday and she was like oh i felt like kayla minimized my story and i'm like yo come on oh my god read the room <laughs> like <laughs> read the damn room people oh my and, god anyways so Half I mean, this, a... there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. I mean, we could even, <laughs> I mean, a couple of things that are on my mind, uh, you know, like uh, another black man was killed in Atlanta on Friday night. Um, and then, you know, so things have been really tense here. And then on top of that, there's like that whole discussion about the Confederate flag being banned from NASCAR. And uh, people are outraged because that's my heritage and I should be allowed to fly whatever flag I want at the NASCAR race. And it's just, there's so, so much going on and so much hate being thrown around that, uh, it's hard to process, but I am looking forward to talking to you guys about this fun subject matter. I just didn't want to say like, Hey, we're going to do this podcast about fun Asian things, things that we find humorous without acknowledging like the climate. Yeah, for sure. Nicole, are we standing NASCAR now or what? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> at least now I feel like 
I feel safer walking out of my house wearing some of my vintage NASCAR jackets and not like getting shamed or attacked. Oh, so you've been on it. (laughs) Um, I got put on it. I don't know if I've been on it. I don't know if I've ever actually been on it. Um, I try to stay open-minded and not judge, but you know, I think. I think uh, naturally you do judge based off how you're raised by your parents, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that. I love that racer. One of the guys said that he's not going to race anymore. And then you found out he like had raced 32 times and never won. Like everyone oh, just yeah. started he, posting like, his record. <laughs> he like average averages coming in number 33. And <laughs> also like, let's not forget the fact that like, he doesn't even drive NASCAR. He drives NASCAR truck series. So like nobody's watching your your races, bro. Like nobody even knows who the hell you are. Oh, so is that he's... stuff even broadcasted? <laughs> like ESPN, the Ocho, probably. That's but, like yeah, that's I mean like NASCAR D League. It's definitely the D. It's the G League of NASCAR. <laughs> uh, but you know, like who's the real snowflake here? Come on, guy. Like, that's amazing man he he's so bad he should just kneel during the whole race man he doesn't even need to race <laughs> but yeah i mean shouts to that guy bubba wallace who decided to do black lives matter car like that was kind of fire like i, I mess with him now so i actually went online to like try to cop some of his gear but a lot of it's like really ugly so i might have to just like go to that uh dale earnhardt senior throwback stuff or whatever but you know, this would be my first NASCAR gear purchase ever. It's all about getting fits off, right? <laughs> it's all oh, yeah, about yeah, just... yeah. No, no. Anytime something happens, you have to think about how to incorporate an outfit into yeah. it. You need like a Bubba Wallace, like spray paint tee or something, you know, like a custom. Yeah, thing. maybe I DIY some stuff, man. That might be that might be the better way to do it. But yeah, I mean, it's all about copping merch. I mean, this is fi- this like finally this lane is open, w- wide open to say like, hey, anyone like come and cop this merch. But Nicole's been had it. Yeah, Nicole's a sorry guys. Nicole's a trendsetter and like that. Eh? She's an early adopter. She knew um, actually, she knew that flag was gonna get banned one day. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping that stuff under my bed all this time. Oh, uh, man. Those M M&M and M branded jackets. Mm. Exactly. Guilty. They're so fire, though. Uh, yeah, and like the um, the English uh, Premier League, I think they're gonna. I think when they come back next week, they're all gonna wear their their jerseys. Are gonna say Black Lives Matter on them. That's so fire! I hope they make some stuff available for us to to cop. They should, and it's like it's kind of cynical, but it's such a good opportunity to sell merch. And also raise money for um, yeah. you know all these. Uh, nonprofits and stuff. I think that'd be so, such. That's a no-brainer. You got to make it happen. What is it? It's just a heat press vinyl on a on a normal jersey you already have in stock. Might as well do it. Yeah. This uh, this my Angelo quote. I pulled it up. This man told her, "People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel." Oh, <laughs> this, Jesus. Is, this is so funny. <laughs> I was, I was literally texting this to Kayla and like some of my friends is just like, yo, honestly, it's kind of fire. So like this is your new uh, Virgil $50. Yeah. 
Oh my god, it's so because like funny. for two weeks, all we were doing was laughing about Virgil fifty dollars. Yeah, no, I just messaged my friends fifty. Like this guy donated fifty, like no context at like two in the morning. <laughs> and then he never upped it. He just like you know what? And then he made an excuse. I'm like, what's the point? Too late. I mean, he came out with like a multi-page explainer. He did. He did. It, he really tried. If I was in his position, I'd just keep it real and like do a couple tweets and leave it at that. Like he, it seemed like he was overcompensating for something. Mm-hmm. Let let the meme roll out and live and die. Like people aren't going to crucify you. You know, you're not canceled, Virgil. Relax. He, he should embrace it, man. He should incorporate it yeah. into his next products. Yeah, fifty dollars in in air quotes. He should put out that fifty dollar <laughs> bill with his face on it, man. I would buy that. Yeah, put it on a hoodie, bro. <laughs> Yo, we'll buy that in a second, man. Just put some quotation collab marks with around Dan it. For, collab with uh, BBC, you're done. Game Yo, over. like the friends and family, that's the only one that has quotation marks around the dollar, uh, around the fifty dollar bill. It's like an mm-hmm. exclusive mm-hmm. design. I would, yeah, no, I think, um, I really think he should embrace it. So, anything else before we get into this draft that I've prepared for? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about just having a fun conversation with my friends. Let's right. do it. So, you know, I've uh, so I've decided that Nicole should go first. Um, oh God! Larry second, and because you know I'm the host, I gotta be gracious to the guests. I'll go third in each round. So let's go eight rounds because eight is a great number for Asians. Are we doing snake draft or are we just doing no? Let's just one, two, let's three, just do three. let's just do one two three. Yeah. So so All Nicole right. first, Larry second, and I'll go last. All right. So, so any parameters one, or anything you no, want to say for say. the listeners to oh, understand? Oh, yeah, for the context for the listeners. Um, so we're just going to draft Asian things today. So the, the rules I told Nicole and Larry were there were no rules. Like you can draft actual concrete physical items, uh, anything from physical items to just a, a feeling, um, you know, i.e. like, you know, I, I want to get my uh, parents to approve of me. Um, you can draft. <laughs> things of that nature so uh anything goes i have a strategy going in i don't know if you guys have a strategy yeah i kind of have like categories like (laughs) uh funny things uh concepts real things whatever yeah but it's not that deep so let's start the first round nicole you're on the clock all right um which one should All right. Um, fucked up names. <laughs> okay. You gotta explain this. <laughs> um, so I uh, had the pleasure of growing up in Hong Kong and also working in Shanghai, right? And sometimes, I swear to God, the names when people introduce themselves, I'm like, I'm sorry, is that? Are you are you talking about something, or is that your name is that your child's name so i've met people who've like introduced themselves as busy uh rainbow (laughs) (laughs) hold on these are these are real names these are real names the best one is like falling hi my name is falling chan i'm like i'm sorry what are you for real right now like could you not pick another word from the dictionary like is fall (laughs) is fallen like a translation of how their name is pronounced in chinese Maybe. Uh, I would I would hope so, but th- there might not be 
<laughs> it might not be it. I didn't get that far as I walked away. Um, one of if, my if one of yeah. one of my relatives started dating um, someone uh, from China, and her name was Cinderella. <laughs> and, I'm not uh, kidding you guys. <laughs> no, 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 not even shortened to like Cindy. Well, now it's now it's Cindy because I think oh, like bless her heart because everyone was like, "Yo, like you kind of you can't you can't do that." And so it's not Cinderella anymore. <laughs> Candy Candy's a really popular one too. Candy's gotten really popular. Yes. Um, um, there's oh, I there's an icy. I mean, I can keep going. We should do an Asian name draft day one day. I think that'd be really good. Icy. Wow. That's a. Are that's you talking a great... about? The... AJ fives, right? Grape, grape souls. <laughs> this is a, dude, that's a great, that's a great first pick. Um, right. I'm shook. I'm reorganizing my list right now. All right, Larry, what you've got? That was that was a good one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna keep it kind of in context to like what we all love. Um, I'm gonna draft Jeremy Lin's braids. <laughs> but his braids I, specifically. Yeah. Uh, because that was a that was a big moment when like Kenya Martin was calling him out for like cultural appropriation, and then Jeremy Lin came back with a response and totally ethered him, and was like, "Bro, you have like Chinese tattoos on your body. Like, what are you talking about cultural appropriation?" So I thought that that was like a big moment for uh, us. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, I'm gonna take the. Uh... The Air Max 98 Chinese New Year's from 2018. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going there already. My whole strategy is just to buy things in this draft. <laughs> like, I don't know. You guys are trying to get all deep and stuff. I've just got actual items that I'm trying to pick up. Uh, Larry and I have talked about this shoe. I still need to pick this shoe up. Um, but, you know, we, we love that shoe. And I don't think there's a lot of good, like, Chinese New Year shoes in general. In my opinion, let's be clear. That shoe is loud. It's super crazy looking, but I love it. Let's be clear. There is so much drama behind. We we'll talk about this offline or online. Really depends on you guys. You talk about it now. Oh man, like I have such a love hate relationship with any sneaker projects that come out of China, just because like. You know, like, I think you have a bunch of people who are, like, people only get, you know, stories that are tied to really obvious things. Like, let's make, oh, I can't say this because it's one of my draft things. But, like, let's make, um, let's let's just celebrate, like, holidays and make the same shoe every 12 years. You know? Yeah, like how, I see what you, or I see what how many more monkey shoes do you want? I'm like, no. <laughs> like why? You're why? the horse, yo. <laughs> yeah, you're right. the rat. Yeah, or, it, or, or let's just take an ultra boost and make it red. Oh yeah, yeah. That's make what the people want. I, I'd like them to try a little bit harder. Like maybe they could be inspired by our Asian things draft and do some shoes, uh, um, theme themed after um, some of the things we're dra- about to draft. No, they should hey. reach out to us directly so so we can design. If, them. if something comes up, I yo can... Adidas, Nike, we're ready to collab. Yeah, A6, uh, K Swiss, you know. Um, I'm ready to stoop to any level right now. <laughs> hey, Mia. All right. Good All right. That's a, that was a fire first round. All right, second round. Nicole. Oh, man. Well, you kind of already alluded to it, but this this is a long one because I feel very convoluted about it. Okay, so um, 
for some reason, Asian tattoos on other races mistranslated is okay. But what if Asians got random English tattoos that also didn't make sense? Is that okay? <laughs> Do you have an example? <laughs> well, like there's if, actually like, a... <laughs> like if we got Please sweet go and sour chicken, but in English? Right. Or, but, you know, you have all these, like, white and black people with stuff that they're like, oh, it says honor. And then we're like, no, it definitely says, like, like insurance or something else, like, completely not right. And then you think about the tattooists, like, are they just doing this, you know, for fun? And being like, man, you're going to get your ass kicked while you walk around Chinatown. But, well, yeah. maybe the, tat the tattoo artist doesn't know either. Maybe, no. maybe not. Or they do. I'd rather them know. That's... That's really, really mean, but also really funny. But yeah, like, there was a meme of a girl that had, like, um, I don't think it was anything crude. Like, she tattooed, like, penis on her arm. And she was like, love. But it was very close to that. And I was like, oh, God, I can totally see that happening. It's so bad. Yeah, I always, I always wonder how they come up with that stuff, too. Like, when they decide to go to the tattoo parlor to get, a Chinese tattoo like are they just typing a word into like Google Translate and then yeah, like, screenshotting I... that and bringing it to them but also like how does this keep happening too <laughs> like how are you not checking multiple sources before you get this tatted the internet is the end all be all clearly Google image search be lying yo and did you see did you see that lady I don't even know if it's a real photo this lady got a white lives matter tattoo Oh. oh, I saw that. I saw like maybe she was in the grocery store and had that on her arm. Or something. I honestly don't know if these photos are real anymore. Like I, I can't believe them. Don't know what to trust. She should have gotten that in Chinese. Not that I condone a White Lives Matter uh, tattoo, but it would have been more <laughs> fire. It would have been more fire if it was in Chinese, though. Yeah. Oh, Man. All right. Nicole's killing this driver right now. <laughs> he's got those deep ones no mine are all items <laughs> i just decided to live my my truest self my truest life all right larry um i'm gonna draft lady street market slash the sneaker street and moncock in hong mm. kong wait like, what year what what year what do you mean what year like right <laughs> Yo, now she's auditing your picks right now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's like lady street market fell off yo no it's still a place to go <laughs> she's like it better be 88 to 94 <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the lady street mar market is fire because you can go and get bootleg anything oh i see that's true you're right and yeah. and, the, and like and it's you can haggle for so it's like oh this knockoff bathing ape shirt they want eight dollars for it, eight dollars US, and you're like, nah. How about six? <laughs> so no, you're you like, don't, you, you, when you're in ladies' market, you don't even haggle, man. You just basically bring out like a twenty dollar bill and be like, this is all I'm paying. <laughs> yeah, you can. There's there's different ways to go about it. There's def, definitely different approaches. So I like that. That's always a fun thing to do, especially with someone that's never been there before. And then on the other side, you just got the street. With sneakers shops left and right. And you're right, Nicole. It kind of has fallen off a little bit. Mm. But it's still the place to go. And I think it, they're probably going to get gentrified. <laughs> and a lot of big box stores are going to probably be moving in there one day. But um, it, it it was always a place where I could spend an entire afternoon just like sneaker shopping and looking at all the little stores. Mm. No, Ladies Market is iconic, man. I remember... 
Oh, when's the last time I went back to Hong Kong? Like two years ago. Because my uncle lives right around there. I would just walk past it every day. I regret not buying every single bootleg Kobe tea that they had. Because the designs were so fire. So good. Man. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure people who did it like didn't even know what they were doing. It's no. like the nonchalant designing was really perfect. Yeah, like they weren't even trying to... Well, because they have so much on their plate. They're like, I got to bootleg Kobe stuff, and then I got to do this LV stuff, and then I got to bootleg all this Bape stuff. So, like, let's just get it in the door and out the door as soon as possible. No, I respect them a lot. Let me see what I want to pick for my second round. Uh, all right, I'm just going to draft a Honda Civic. Um, <laughs> just because that was, that was my car growing up for 23 years, so... Do you, what is that your car now? Um, I don't drive anymore, so okay. Um, but that was the first car, my first. No, that was not my first and only car. And then I had a Nissan Altima, but you know, shouts to my uh, silver Honda Civic. Um, put a lot of kilometers on that. So, where, where, was your family a Honda family? My family was like obsessed with Toyotas, um, like Camrys on Camrys. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, me too. All the to- Toyotas. Yeah, Toyota. I mean, my sister had a Lexus. Oh, um, a Flexus. Yeah, yeah. My sister was flexing, and I was just in my silver Honda Civic, uh, doing donuts in parking lots. So, all right, third round, Nicole. Man, <laughs> right. Um. All the snacks infused with other food. So, example, you've got your classic snacks like chips. You've got, you know, like soda, like Pepsi. But then for some reason, all these companies are obsessed with, like, putting your favorite dishes into these snacks. And it doesn't stop. Like, with, I don't know if you, like, if you're in Japan and you go and get chips, you're like, why are there 80 flavors? I don't want my curry in my chips or, like, fucking ramen or, like... Maybe you do, but then they started doing collabs. Like there's a cocoa curry house chip, and there's like um. This is actually a good thing. I don't know why I'm I'm complaining, but it's like <laughs> it's getting to a point where like, do you want a flat iron steak Cheetos pack? <laughs> Yo, Asians love brands and Asians love collabs. <laughs> yeah, it hits so... it hits a spot perfectly, <laughs> and, and they love snacks. They Yo, do. bro, it's a triple threat. <laughs> We're all in the wrong industry, you guys. Let's just go fucking make collab snacks. No, yeah, honestly, that's a great idea. Um, you can rarely miss. Like there will at least be like a three-week buzz about any collab snack that drops. Um, I mean, that's clearly what Taco Bell's doing. They're just following the Asian snack recipe with their new menu items. Yeah, so Asians are le- leading the way as always. Um, <laughs> Larry, you're up. Okay, well, this is an obvious one, so I'm just going to go ahead for it so nobody else took it. But having your parents tell you they're proud of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's should, like uh, kind of a grail item. Yeah, I might hit you after. We can uh, make a trade or something. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's pretty self-explanatory because, like, you know, it it's hard for our parents to, like, really express any kind of emotion and all we're looking for is like a, a little bit of props from them. So to have them say they're proud of you is super great because like some people never get it. 
So when's the last time your parents said they were proud of you? Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. It's got really personal. I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like when um, last year when I was on the cover of Atlanta Magazine, I think my mom was like, oh, okay, cool. So like you're doing something meaningful. Like that's cool. I would, I would, I would chalk that up to being like, okay, I'm proud of that. Yeah. What, what about you, Nicole? Um, I remember I had to do this talk at work. Um, funnily enough, about sneaker culture, and like it was so stressful for me, but it was like in front of a lot of people, and then I sent it through to my parents. I really didn't think much about it. Um, it was like a panel talk and then my mom started crying i'm like whoa mom it's <laughs> it's really like i'm not like larry on the cover of the magazine of portland <laughs> so it's really not a big deal she's like oh i'm just so happy that you found something that you like to do and then after that she's like straight up judged me after i'm like okay great thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks oh you. yeah they always follow it up by like have you been eating too much <laughs> yeah. yeah why do you why do you look like that on camera and then followed by you're not eating enough when you're out eating with them yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think my parents, I think my parents just kind of recalibrated their expectations of me as I got older and just gave up on the original expectations they had for me and now just accept me for who I am. That's, that's their way of being proud of me. Acceptance. Um, yeah. Just, just acceptance. Like, you know, you're never going to be as good as your cousin in Hong Kong who owns, uh, four properties, but it's okay. <laughs> we still, we still love you. Um, I'm going to I'm going to pick <laughs> I'm going to pick the Supreme John Woo the Killer collab from I think 2 years ago just every piece from that collaboration <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know man I was just on stock the gear. other day yeah it's all about gear um yeah that's my pick all right fourth round Nicole um um all right uh hmm I'm trying to I'm trying to simplify this one. It's like a paragraph. Um, but no, this is this is back to basically what we were talking about just now. So the shameless judging never ends probably until like either I go to the grave or my parents go to the grave. So it's like every family reunion, every time you go home, it's always the triple threat. It's weight, it's skin, and then are you married? The pressure. The pressure. Or it's like, you know, to to your point, it's like have you eaten yet? Okay, great. You haven't eaten enough, and then you want to throw up, and then they're like, "Oh, but you look so fat." I'm like, "Okay, can you just decide on what you want right now? Because I really don't have the time. Also, I am no longer 12." Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but I've picked, I figured out the specific like three outfits that I wear where my mom will not say that I'm gaining weight, and I've <laughs> tested this over like a year. It, uh, there's this like Nike tech fleece hoodie that I can wear, uh, this sweatshirt and this other t-shirt. And, and those are the three fits that if I show up in, she'll never say anything. Mm. I should, I should start doing that. Although she's also <laughs> told me that I need to stop wearing black and I'm like, okay all right yeah yeah. that's the best thing about no but that's the best thing about asian parents is like they'll have one complaint and then they'll drill down and have these like secondary complaints yes. <laughs> like don't wear black <laughs> i remember when i got a, I, when i got a rose gold uh, watch and this was like immediately after um i got divorced and my mom thought i was gay because i because i started wearing rose gold 
This is another thing that we should draft, actually. Like overthinking pa- the whole thing. Parents, parents just being really Asian parents being really homophobic. Mm. Yeah. Facts. Oh man, but I love that. I don't even know because I'm putting these draft things down. How do I even describe that one? Uh, con- contradictions or judgments. Yeah. Asian. Ooh, parents. that's a contradictory judging. Yeah, contradictory judging. <laughs> I love how I'm just over here accumulating gear. Meanwhile, Nicole's having these meaningful picks and, and conversations. Um, Guys, I don't think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry. Okay, so this is something that I do. I've seen my granddad do it, and I've seen Nicole do it, and I'm pretty sure I've seen you do it, Alex. Oh, it's just when you're thinking, you're just walking around really slow with your hands behind your back. <laughs> I hate you, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Asian Asian brainstorming posture. Yeah, it's just this like old man strut. The hands behind the back. The hands behind the back is pure like old old age. And walking slow. Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe looking at the ground at the same time, you know? No, this is this is definitely something. I think that's genetic. It's just like built in. We all do it. Larry, you just called me an old man on a podcast. I called myself an old man on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, but now everybody thinks that I, you know, it's actually really true. I really I've don't know why. It. It's true. I still do it. I tried not to do it because I was like, this is probably one of, this is probably not a good thing for me because people really think there's a problem with me, but I can't help myself. So you're right. Maybe it is genetic. I do feel like it's a genetic thing because it's just like a second nature thing. Now that I think mm-hmm. about it, that's literally how I, yeah, that's the only way that I walk. <laughs> I'm going to be so self-conscious of this now. Um, Welcome to the club. you got to reinvent how you walk now. Yo, when did you see me do this? We were together for like three days. Yeah, I mean, you probably did it three times each day. Man, I didn't know you were secretly tracking me like that. I mean, um, I catch myself doing it all the time. No, that is a that is a very common thing. All right, I need to move off these material products, man. I look so basic right now. Um, let's see. I'm gonna draft uh, MC Jin's Freestyle Friday run. Um, just because that was more, that was like a Linsanity before Linsanity, you know. And I still go back on YouTube and, and check out those freestyles once in a while. Just what an iconic Asian moment. Oh man, I don't even know. This had to be early 2000s, at least. No, before that, probably even. Wow. But I'm not drafting his Learn Chinese single that he dropped. <laughs> oh, man. Shouts to Jin, though. Went to Hong Kong, blew up, you know. Shout outs to Jin. Yeah, he went to my high school. What? Really? Yep. He um, he was there the year I transferred. Um, so, like, a bunch of my friends. Actually, some... It's weird. So there, there, you know, like in Hong Kong, there are like a bunch of international schools. And then there are always these kids who like want to be superstars. They're like, oh, I went to an English school and I'm really cool, even though I'm wearing a uniform um, and I'm going to be a rapper. And so, you know, a lot of his early, early um, uh, like mixtapes and his music videos were filmed like literally right outside of school. Like around the corner. I'm not kidding. That's amazing. I also think he's so aspirational because every Asian guy growing up wants to be a rapper. (laughs) 
I mean, I definitely went through phases. <laughs> did you like? Did you write in like a journal, like bars and stuff? Oh, I used to get together with my friends and like record tracks. Um, are you serious? Tracks, yeah, the tracks are out there. I have a few, but I, I cannot. What was your I, MC yeah. name? I didn't have one. Oh, actually, I did. Um, at one point, and this was like strictly just like within like the basement of my friend's place. My my hip hop name was Recession. Because because the world was going through a recession, but it was spelled R E S E S S I O N, like a session. Oh, recession. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. I thought you were gonna throw some Z's in there. Yeah, probably should have put one at the end. That might have. Recessions. Yeah, that might have uh, put me on a different trajectory. But all I'm saying, man, like like ninety percent of Asian guys go through a phase of wanting to be a rapper in high school i'm convinced of it all right fifth round um, okay um uh, hangover remedies so i don't know if you've been um if you ever traveled like specifically to like japan and korea but there's like you know how you have those nights where it just like doesn't end and larry you know this like when we were in shanghai we literally were like caught in the rain at 7 a.m and his fly nets were done like it was My such a good night <laughs> until his fly nets were done and we're like oh god we gotta go home <laughs> multi fly net and, racers v1 yes yes Man. but shout out to shout out to, to, to tanja taking us around that was a fun night but yeah. anyway, my point is, when you drink that much, where either you're up for so long that you're hangover, like you don't have a hangover, or you do and you wish you had something like a Gatorade or Pedialyte, Japan has the pre, during, and post remedy. Did you guys know this? No. Uh, oh man, I got to put you on it. So, the pre is supposed to line your liver and there's like this little tiny bottle of elixir that literally has like a, a pink liver on it the during is like it's kind of like a workout like workout supplements but it's like hangover supplements and then during it's like electrolytes and then post there's another liver that like has like little fairies as not fairies but it's like a sparkling liver and then you're supposed to take it before you sleep and the next morning, I swear to God, you feel nothing. And that's why all these salary men in Japan are like either invincible or they forget to take it and they're on the ground because they forgot to take the train to go home because they were too drunk. Yeah, there's, so always, it works. A, there's always a salary man on the ground. So so these are so these are like three different remedies that you take? Is that how yep. it works? Yep. Three little bottles. And wow. I'm I'm guessing they're really popular, like they sell really well. Oh yeah. They're like if you were to go into like a like any Seven Eleven or Family Mart, it would it would be there. Man, the only meanwhile we're just over here drinking water, Gatorade. <laughs> yes, Forget the water. At least at least Pocari sweat it. Come on. Man. Yo, Pocari sweat is so disgusting. Can I say that? Really? I, can't, I never can't. had it. Because, wait, is it because there's the word sweat in it? What if this was just called Pocari? I don't know. I mean, I love the de- I love the design of it and everything. So I don't think that turns me off. It just like what is? How would you describe the taste? It's like Asian liqueur. It's like white Gatorade. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. I don't know. And it's like a little foamy and stuff, right? 
No. Why is yours foamy? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Well, wow. Maybe I drank of the wrong concoction. Um, <laughs> speaking of this, I'm remembering this hilarious story when I think I was in Hong Kong. Maybe like this would have been ten years ago. Uh, just partying with some friends at, at, at LKF, and it's like four in the morning, uh, end of the night. We went to get pizza, and this pizza slice that I was eating was just so gross. And I'm standing on the street, you know, everybody's still hanging out. And, you know, I guess I was pretty drunk, so I thought I was standing next to a garbage can. So I tossed the pizza. I tossed the pizza, and then I look over and realize that it was this girl's open purse. Like, I threw the pizza slice into this girl's purse. I look at my two friends. I'm like, we got to go. So we're walking to get a cab. And as I'm walking away, I hear this girl screaming. This fucker put his pizza in my purse. <laughs> and I apologize to that person. Um, I feel really bad, but you know, it happened, and I needed to get away from the scene. I'm so, assuming this was like a nice designer purse too. I think so. I think so. It, you know, she shouldn't have left it, you know, wide open like that. I just yeah, looking like a trash can. Yeah. You know, it looked like a trash can. I just didn't think twice. And I was like, oh, man, I just threw my pizza in there. I was so scared when you said the pizza was so nasty that you were so drunk that you reached into the trash can and grabbed the pizza out of it, (laughs) thinking that that was the pizza box because your hand was, you reached way too far. I feel like that would not be as bad as what actually happened. (laughs) Oh, man, I got to look up these hangover remedies. All right, Larry, you're up. Okay, you guys need to probably fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure I've heard this through folklore, through Asian uh, relatives and whatnot. But uh, aren't Asians the original noodle influencers? Like, <laughs> we invented the, the noodle, and Italy stole that from us. Oh, man. I was going to Google it, but I can't trust it anymore now. Yeah, this is a very bold claim. You should have fact checked yourself before you, you know put italians on blast like that yeah or or a place of origin noodles on wikipedia china there that's all we need to that's all we need to fact check i've got the strong arm emoji (laughs) yeah that's what it is we we invented the noodle and uh you're welcome planet earth that's it you're just that's it the original noodle influencers i'm just gonna quietly delete instant noodles off my list guess that one is out all right i'm gonna draft a thousand toothpicks because uh, i'm tired of my dad just always needing a toothpick when we're out eating like here you go here's a thousand toothpicks you can pick your teeth for 20 minutes um at the restaurant it's just you always need toothpicks so i feel like this is a useful selection that's that's fair i mean older asian people love just love like i think when they walk into a restaurant they already like make a mental note of where the toothpicks are so that they can go and get like a whole handful after the meal locate the toothpick yeah it's uh it's asian flossing (laughs) like i I don't no tiny piece of wood no i just don't get like why my dad needs to be like picking his teeth for like 10 minutes with a toothpick you can't possibly have that much stuff stuck in there <laughs> it's just not possible all right sixth round nicole 
Um, loud slurping in public. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nicole should have really just sent us her list before because uh, I wasn't trying to go that deep today. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had I, on my list, which I think this qualifies, I had like hawking loogies in public. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, man. It's just any liquids with sounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it some kind of thing where it's like, it's like when you slurp loud, it's like compliments to the chef or is it have nothing to do with that? And it's just like a manner. Well, it's it's in it depends what country you're in. Right. So in Japan, like if you're in a ramen booth, like the louder you slurp, you're supposed to experience, you know, the aroma, the flavor. But in like Hong Kong, you're just fucking slurping because it's so hot and you don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, basically, that's that basically is, the explanation for doing anything in Hong Kong. Because <laughs> it's so hot and you know it's, it's, like, it's like yo, why is my uncle just going out, you know, topless? Because it's just too hot. Like, just, like, like this man's asking me to go to the park at like seven in the morning. I wake up to meet him, and he's just like not wearing a shirt. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> no, but that's literally then... the explanation for everything. Oh, it's true. Oh, that's so funny. No, the slurping thing. I think it's picked up too amongst like. Because you know how, like, food blog food bloggers are all, like, you know, a majority of them are white. Um, I've, I've stumbled onto, like, blogs or, like, YouTube reviews where they explain to the us slurp. why you should slurp. Yeah, like, it's an appreciation for the food. Oh, man. Yeah. That just makes me cringe a little yeah, bit. So all I'm saying is that's a bad pick, Nicole, because it's already been gentrified. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> love... but, but what about the loogies? I don't think that's been gentrified yet. No, not yet. Um, yeah, my dad, my dad does that a lot too, and you know, you just gotta roll with it sometimes. Yeah. Okay. It just, uh, it just happens. All right, Larry. Um, mothballs. Explain. <laughs> <Right. That's> like... <laughs> Like why? Why does every Asian household have to smell like mothballs? Like, yeah, I mean, you know what? Like, I need this explained to me. My my mom's mothballs and incense. Yeah, and they incense. Go, but everyone's crazy yeah, on the mothballs. Every closet yeah. smells like mothballs. Yeah, dude. My mom sent me something from Hong Kong, where she is right now, and I opened the package and I got a whiff of mothballs. No. <laughs> yeah, so that that came all the way from the other side of the world. Oh. Into my nostrils. Into <laughs> your nostrils. You're like nostalgia that I don't need. They're so prevalent everywhere. Yeah, why is that, man? I need to. I, I need to look into this. I mean, it's like this idea of okay, we paid for these clothes. We're gonna hang them in the closet. We don't want them to like go, you know, like have anything bad happen to them. We don't want moths to eat them. So like, overprotect them overcompensate i don't understand like put hang like a cedar block like a, everyone else does you well, know well being overproductive is pretty asian so that lines up yeah so basically so if, if our asian parents open a vintage store it would just smell like mothballs my mom's side of the family they'll take two mothballs and wrap them up in like uh kleenex Kind and wrap it almost like it's like a candy. Like they'll twist both ends. They'll roll it up and twist both ends, and then they'll stash them like all over the closet. So yeah, you, you walk into the house and it's just like it hits you. 
Yeah, I gotta look into this mothballs thing. I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, I'm gonna take this is really specific, but so here in Chinatown in, in Toronto, there's these couple stores that sell fanny packs, and they have this like branded fanny pack where it just says sports. Um, so they have this like whole brand of like hats, fanny packs, and backpacks, and they all just say sports. And I'm obsessed with them. So bootleg sports fanny pack. I think it's a great brand. Um, I just love anything that just says sports in it. So it just you know hit hit the perfect spot for me. It's just generic. Oh yeah, like, it's like yeah, generic sports. like Times New Roman font. It just says sports. And I'm is like, it this a top is... <laughs> No, it's not. But they should do that for season <laughs> two. Um, but I, I think it's uh I think it's awesome. I, I find beauty in a lot of bootleg items in chinatown so yeah like when you came to visit me we went to versus that um vintage store nicole i think you've been there too um yeah. and yeah. alex you bought this like snapback and it just had like a blue football helmet on it it didn't have like a team name or any logos it was literally just like a illustration of a helmet yeah basically when i'm 50 i'm gonna be wearing like the i'm gonna be that guy wearing like the mlb logo hat like an NFL logo hat. Yeah. League fits. With, yeah. Uh, with walking around with your hands behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. All right. Seventh round, Nicole. Oh, man. Oh, I just thought of something. Mm, um, let's see. Okay. Uh, why does everything that's good for you smell and taste nasty <laughs> explain why, why why does asian food smell <laughs> no like everything that's supposed to be good for you so example chinese medicine oh um, that's what you're talking about tiger okay. balm um what else just anything that it, like your parents like say oh this is good for you it always tastes like shit and smells like crap. Like, you would think by now someone would have, like, invented something new or, like... I actually have a friend who's creating, like, um... Sorry, this is... I just found out. I'm, I'm, I'm shameless plugging her. But she basically... All of her essentials are around the things that she grew up with that her parents made her use. Like, Tiger Bomb and, like, mosquito repellent. You know how the mosquitoes are larger and more aggressive in Asia. Um, and she, like, is completely removing the scent. But the properties are the same. And it's mm. organic crazy that's interesting i take a i take an influencer pack for free give it you a know? try she needs to uh do a collab like it's a snack mm. i know yeah. and then brand it like it's old school yeah yeah Yo, that'll be yeah the packaging will be the key no i thought you were going to talk about scary. like stinky tofu or something like that oh well that's that's those are good things those are just great things that also smell and <laughs> but taste great <laughs> Or no, like was... dried fish, dried. Well, squid, speaking so. of, yeah, speaking of like smelly foods and snacks, man, I would never want to bring that stuff to school, because like all my classmates would be like, "Oh, your lunch is so weird," you know. Always yeah. made me feel weird about that. Just so sad, but and it's and it's like your lunchables is six ninety nine. Shouts to Lunchables Pizza though, I love that. It doesn't taste like pizza. Man, but it's really good. Lunchables was a luxury good, man. Whenever my mom said yes to that at the grocery store. Especially if it came with that Capri Sun built in. Oh, man. <laughs> the ultimate pack. Yeah. yeah. All right, Larry. 
Okay, uh, what am I going to go with here? How about uh, red envelopes? It's just a classic Chinese thing. Wow, and, I, had, I had that on my list too, bro. I mean, there's always something good inside money. Who doesn't like that? I like it. Like it's like um, Asian parents are like real direct with their gifts. It's like happy birthday. Here's some money. As opposed to like, I thought of this thing that, you know, aligns with one of your interests. It's like, they don't want to put that effort in. They're like, we don't know what you like. Here's a, here's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Asian parents are the, maybe the only people who don't want a thoughtful gift. Like my mom's like, yo, just hit me with a gift card to McDonald's or don't buy anything. (laughs) Like, please don't go through the effort of getting me like an edible arrangement or flowers or whatever it is just get me something that has monetary value directly attached to it and that's it by the way we should hand out red pockets next year um and then on the inside it's a virgil 50 dollars (laughs) bill all right can we execute can we execute this we can wait is this is this gonna be in u.s dollars are we talking like rmb oh wow international yeah we can do uh we can do the rmb for friends friends and family only (laughs) Um, we'll do a we'll do a split all right what should i pick um i'm gonna i'm gonna pick being a gifted child i don't know about you guys but it seems like from everyone that i've talked to and, and from my own personal experience um asian parents just put a lot of pressure on their kids to be gifted when they're young i don't know if you guys have any experience with that oh yeah every extracurricular activity possible it was like yo i don't even have time to sleep kumon was a thing they're like you're not they're like yes you're definitely born with math gifts but let me make it harder by timing it plus two plus two i'm like plus two plus two i'm like 10 they're like no i'm like god damn it yeah they're just turning up the difficulty in the settings like yeah it makes no sense all right final round nicole oh man um hmm. i just realized i can't count and i put more than eight this this really again shows you how uh how asian i am um i put more than eight because in case someone was gonna draft something that i already had yeah um old ladies and aunties with no decibel self-awareness in public (laughs) still funny the second time around (laughs) (laughs) this is why do they talk so loud no straight up like chinese people can be so embarrassing they 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 talk so loud they talk so loud but i i wonder if it's because over time they've always been like they've had to like talk over you know when you go and get dim sum and there's just like mad people so they're just always having to talk over each other and then when they travel they forget that they don't have to do that anymore but they're so used to it that they really can't like they can't turn it down they either like keep it or they turn it up so it gets even louder also they're just like they or if they when they interact with you in person like they're just really rude but like rude in a way that like makes me feel alive like, I went to the Chinese grocery store for the first time, like, since uh, this whole shelter-in-place thing, like, last week. And I was trying to pay, and I was tapping on, like, the wrong uh, debit card machine. And the lady just, like, started yelling at me and telling me how stupid I was. And I was oh, like, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't felt this alive in four months. 
They're quick to roast. They roast you right away. Yeah, and, and you know, when you overhear them having conversations, they'll always toss in something hilarious, like whether it's like swear words or something like that, because they're always talking shit about someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're oh, always totally talking shit. Like, Asians love to gossip. They do. And even if they're, like, I think it's it's particularly interesting for people who actually don't understand what they're saying because they were like, oh, my God, are they trash talking? They're like, no, they're actually asking for directions. <laughs> but they sound so aggressive that you actually have no idea what like topic they're talking about. No, oh, love, a, love, a, love an old Asian lady who yells at you and doesn't hold any doors for you. Um, you you got to respect that. All right, Larry, your final pick. Uh, my final pick will be uh, staying youthful for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> Asians, Asians don't raisin. It's true, though. Shout out to those jeans. I mean, it's just like we we get mistaken for a lot younger than we really are for like forever. And then when we turn like 75, we, we turn into like Master Yoda. We're like so old looking. <laughs> but it takes a really There's... long time to get to that point. There's the age cliff. The age cliff. Yeah. No, we we age well too. I think a lot of it is because a lot of us don't have facial hair. Um, the the facial hair can age you a little bit. Um, I really like that one though, man. What should I do with my last pick? <sighs> All right, man. Don't roast me. I'm gonna take Bruce Lee. Um, so I've like literally recently started discovering Bruce Lee super late on this. Watch this 30 oh, because for 30. of the ESPN. <laughs> yeah, watch this 30 for 30 documentary. I'm now reading a, a Bruce Lee, my life. Um, and I also watched uh, Enter the Dragon for the first time ever over the weekend. And um, I'm listening to uh, Bruce's daughter, Shannon, Shannon Lee's podcast. I'm like obsessed with oh Bruce Lee God. now. And like at age 35, I'm like, oh, I finally get it. This guy's cool. Um, so I'm gonna take Bruce Lee. Nicole, you, you wanted to you wanted an extra pick, right? I is that okay, you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah Larry, sure. you wanna vote on this? Um, you know? Yeah, let's vote. We don't yeah, have what to. do you mean vote? <laughs> Me and you I go for it. <laughs> I want there I to mean... be a deadlock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I am all for it. I could I could definitely come up with one more. I feel like we should get put on like a Nike seating list for giving her this pick. Um, all right, Nicole. Yeah, your Nicole, your 10. ninth your ninth pick. Oh man, I just I'm asking for this really. Okay. Um. So, uh, Asian hospitality. Um. I don't understand why it's always it's never a balance. It's it really depends on how the night goes, but it's always between like very extreme um like very extreme experience versus torture and i don't know why like if you go out and whoever decides to like be that tour guide their mission is to actually destroy you by the end of the night but they want you to have a great experience but at the end of the night they're like oh my god i really just want this person to like feel like shit the next day and it happens <laughs> You know, but you they know what I'm saying. They pack it though. in. They pack it. They in. pack it in, and the next day you're like, "Why? Why is this? Why do I always feel like I need to sleep for a year after I leave Asia?" <laughs> so basically, people just doing too much. <laughs> like they want to yes. show you a year's worth of experiences in one night. Totally, but like you know, like if you go to like New York and come back, you don't feel like that. 
So this is Asia. I, I think a little bit of that, a little of that rubs off onto me. Like when someone comes to visit me, I want to like pack it all in and show them everything. You know. Yeah, I feel like we did that when I came. Yeah. To Atlanta. It's like a nonstop itinerary. No, but but mm-hmm. I'm with I'm with Nicole though. I, I think Asians, especially in Asia, do take that on overdrive, and I would even extend it to like just family members too. Like whenever I go back to Hong Kong, they just insist on having seven meals a day, doing the most. <laughs> nah. Yeah, and, and then and then it's so disrespectful when I say I'm full, and I right. and I literally go to bed with a stomach ache, but feeling bad that I didn't eat more, that I didn't contribute more to the culture. Yes, and, and then it's also like the they layer guilt trip you. And the layer on top of that is that they like insist on paying for it and will not accept your money. Yeah, yeah. I remember because I was staying at my uncle's. I remember there was one night when I told him, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really not that hungry right now, so I didn't eat that much at dinner. And then I went out and like had two meals with my friends and put it on IG stories, and my cousin snitched on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she, I don't think she meant to, because <laughs> she didn't know what the impact was going to be like. But then my uncle was so angry and so hurt. Oh <laughs> man. Dang. <laughs> that's the other thing. That's the other thing I learned too. Um, I don't even know if this is like a draftable item, but it's like, um, no matter what age you are, uh, your family members will always just treat you like you are like perpetually ten years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like it's a uh, yeah. No, I found out last time when I stayed with my uncle. I was just like, man, like they were so worried when I was out past like midnight. Um. And yeah, just like, like making sure gonna... I had three meals a day. Yeah. It's, it's like, intense. you know, you know, I handle myself like when you're not around just fine. I'm still alive. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, that was great. Um, I really wish, Nicole, you sent us your list before so I wouldn't be so basic. But I I am who I am. Um... Well, do you, you want know, to do a quick actually... rundown of what everyone drafted or are we not doing that yeah i can do a quick rundown so okay. let's start with me because it's the easiest uh the air max 98 chinese new year uh a brand new honda civic um you know every single piece from the supreme john woo the killer collab Jin's freestyle friday run a thousand toothpicks a bootleg sports fanny pack from chinatown being a gifted child and my guy bruce lee Larry selected Jeremy Lin's braids, ladies market and sneaker market, which you know that's really two picks. But Larry will will let it slide. Um, having, <laughs> it's having like your... the same hood. It's the same. It's hood. like around the corner. It's, I know, I yeah. know, but but still, um, having your parents tell you they're proud. Uh, Asian brainstorming posture. Um, noodles, mothballs, red envelopes, and staying youthful for a very very long time. And Nicole selected fucked up names, random English tattoos, uh, all the snacks infused with other food, Asian parent contradictory judging, hangover remedies, loud slurping in public, uh, Chinese medicine slash tiger bomb slash everything that's good but tastes horrible for you, old ladies with no decibel awareness in public, and Asian hospitality. Yo, I think Nicole won. Oh, Nicole definitely won. I'm out here with a pair of sneakers in my Civic right now. 
<laughs> you guys, like, I don't understand how, like, I did three lists because I didn't know, like, how broad or how specific we were going. I actually, Larry, I, I, Larry, I blacked out. Did I message you yesterday? I was like, Larry, like, am I going to be completely off topic here and talk about really <laughs> random things? No, I, so. this, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of these. Like, old ladies with no decibel awareness is my favorite. Like, that hits home so much. Anywhere I go, if it's an Asian restaurant, I'm, like, embarrassed for all these people talking so damn loud. So that's so funny to me. No, that was great. We got to do this again. All right, my social energy is running low. So thank you, Larry and Nicole, for doing this. All right, thanks for having me. Thank you.